Thank you. Seriously, thank you. I mean, I, I've you know liked most of you guys from my career. I've hated some of you guys from my career. But then come to actually appreciate everything that you guys do. And, you know, truly, truly, thank you so much for all of these years. I couldn't, you know, a lot of things that you guys have written have inspired me, have pushed me, and uh, have, uh, have helped me make, have made me the player that I am today. And I don't think you guys truly understand the impact that you have on players and the things that you guys write, good and bad. I want to thank you guys for everything that you've done for me and continue to do for the game. So appreciate it. Thank you. Hey guys, welcome back to Quanah's Corner. That uh, press interview was by the late, great Kobe Bryant. Uh, I was trying to figure out how I really wanted to open this podcast today. And I knew I wanted to do something that gave some attention to Kobe um, for those who, like, know me, I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Huge fan. Um, I love the Lakers. I want to say just about as long as Kobe was playing on the team. <laughs> like, I love the Lakers for that, for, and I, only matter of fact, I want to say I really loved Kobe Bryant. I really did, because once Kobe retired... I kind of stepped back from being a Lakers fan. I was just like, eh. <laughs> like the last game, tears. You know, I was just like, it's it's the last game. I really wanted to be at his last game, but I couldn't. Even um, him coming to New York to play, I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go. But tickets were just astronomically expensive, and at the time, I couldn't afford it. But I did get to see him play here in New York. I did. I did. And I actually went with my twin sister. And um, I looked back on the day and I was scrolling through my phone of endless pictures to see if I if I had a picture of him on a court. And I couldn't find it. But I swear I had a video of him shooting around, like, right before the game started. But I, I can't seem to find it. I, I don't know where it is. But if you've been under a rock, I've, <laughs> that's the only way I can explain it. Um, you know, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant passed away on Sunday along with his daughter, Gigi. Um, she's 13. If you've seen videos of this little girl play, her, she was sick. Sick. What she would have brung to the world of women's basketball would have definitely opened some eyes. Like, she was literally her father's, like, protege. Like, she was... I could watch her play and just be like, whoa, blown away. From Kobe being a dad to him being a player giving back to the community. He was awesome. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of course, he had, you know, his moment where it wasn't such a bright light shined on him. But, you know, don't really focus on that right now. And um, there were others who passed away in the helicopter crash near Calabasas in uh, California. And... uh, the crazy part about that is he actually started to take helicopters so he wouldn't have to sit in L.A. traffic so he could get home to his family faster. Like, I just, wow. And at 41, Gigi, Jenna was 13. 13. Oh, going way too soon. Way, way, way too soon. Um, I still see interviews being done um, about fans of Kobe and um, players who've played with him and really close to him, and they're still doing interviews. And the media is, is, they have a job to do, and I totally get that. 
But it's like, they're kind of cold-hearted. Like, people can't... It's nothing they can't... They're just not allowing them that space to grieve in private. I saw the Doc Rivers interview. Mm, I think I saw it maybe yesterday, which would be uh, Tuesday. Or was it Monday? I don't know. I seen it one day. And I was just so taken away at how the cameras were shoved in his face. It wasn't like, we're going to give you a minute, Doc. Uh, Go ahead and gather yourself. You know, even if they edited that part out, they should have left it in to show some type of compassion. Some. Speaking of compassion, the NBA, they failed. They failed. The NBA failed because a legend passed away. And it was like a normal day. A normal day. You have players who are physically distraught over what happened. And yet, they have to go play. They have to go play. And what that says to me and other other people as well is that the NBA is just like another job. You see how when you're at work and people tell you, you know, when you pass away, it's not a big deal. It's just like, oh, they're gone. Now we got to replace them. It's pretty much the same thing. Like the NBA did not stop. No games stopped. Nothing. And shout out to the two teams who it was, um, was it the Knicks? I think it was the Knicks. The Knicks played, uh, I can't remember what he played. But each team caught a 24-second violation in honor of Kobe. And I'm just like, these guys should even be on the court right now. Like, they should be able to grieve in the way that they need to grieve. If the NBA had said, you know what? We got to take this L. We got to take this L. We got to sit this out. That's it. All games are canceled. You know how much of an impact that would have made on fans? Because what that's saying is we value him more as a human being and more as a player than we do the money that comes in. We value the people that we have. But seeing that they continue to let the game just go on, says we're just we're here to make money. Like we're a business. That's what we're here to do. And this business must go on. And it makes me look at the NBA in a totally different eye. Honestly, since Kobe retired, I haven't really had a team. I mean, I like to watch Golden State play, but Seth Curry's like sick. He's sick. But I I haven't like really like Oh my gosh, I need a team. It just it's it's not fun to be honest. It's not fun anymore. To me, the NBA has not been fun since Jordan, Pippen, uh Shaq, since all of those people left. They no longer play anymore. They retired. They don't play. It hasn't been fun since then. Basketball in the 90s? Oh my goodness. Games were sick. Had you off the edge of your seat, yelling at the TV, thrashing around. Oh! Maddening. Maddening. Compared to now, you may occasionally get a game like that. You'll you'll get a game like that. Maybe uh, during the semifinals or something like that. You'll get a game like that. But those games in the 90s, the game was different then. If I'm lying, let me know. But I'm telling you, the game was very different back then. Very different. But um, a very, very, um, this is just a sad week. It's a sad week. Um, Not to keep it in such a you know, blue mood. We'll move along. 
And uh, before I do, you know, sleep in peace to Kobe and Gigi. And all of those, all of those who also passed away in the helicopter crash. Families are not broken. Which is a lot. It's it's just a lot. And for you guys, before we move on, have respect for others. Let them grieve in the way that they would like to grieve. No one owes you anything. No one. A lot of people are looking for a comment or release or Vanessa Bryant to say something. They don't owe you that. At the end of the day, if they... When they get cut and they bleed, they bleed the same as you. Just because they have a celebrity status doesn't mean that they have to put their line, their life on the forefront for you to see. Respect their privacy. Let these people grieve in peace. Okay, moving along. We're going to talk power. But we're kind of going to... Guys... Like, I I saw Sunday's episode. Of course, I watch it Saturday night. As If you follow my Instagram, you know. I, I watch it religiously on Saturday nights. And I saw it. And it was, it was great. This one was about Tate and um, his involvement um, as far as being with Ghost around the time that Ghost passed away. And... It was ruined for me. <laughs> I was talking to my mom. And my mom asked me if I seen the episode. And I'm like, yeah, I saw it. And she was like, oh, I knew so-and-so. I, I will not tell you guys who did it. But I know so-and-so killed him. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you didn't see, you didn't see the episode? I'm like, ma, yeah, I, I seen Saturday's episode. No, no, not Saturday. The leaked ones. I'm like, ma. Oh, you didn't see it. She literally ruined it for me. <laughs> literally ruined it. It be your own people. Little, I have been, avo- like, I was literally avoiding watching the leak episodes. My brother sent it to me and my sister. Um, my girlfriend sent me one via Instagram. Someone else, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. And my own mother, my, my own mother ruined it for me. <laughs> so what I did was I was like, you know what? She done told me already. Let me, let me just go watch it. So I went and I pulled up the episode my brother had sent and I watched it. And if you, if you want it, definitely uh, text me, uh, send me a DM and I'll definitely go ahead and send you the episode because I still have it. If you don't want to wait for the last episode to come on, I'll share with you as well. The last episode, I will tell you, is not a Game of Thrones. It, it's, it's not like a Game of Thrones. And when I say my Game of Thrones, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you know, like our last episode, we were super disappointed. It was not what we were looking forward to. But this, whew, all I'll tell you is this. I've, I said this on Instagram, I'm going to say it again. I felt like, I don't know the title of the last episode but it should be called karma that's all i will tell you is it should be called karma once you see it definitely feel free to hop in my dms we could discuss we could just all out i don't don't ruin it for others though don't don't ruin it if you know who did it and you know you're on social media be mindful don't ruin it for other people you know we watch all season long waiting to see who did it. And, you know, we have our own suspicions. But come on, don't take the fun out of TV, guys. Come on. What, what do you get out of that? Nothing. So, yeah. So, let's get into this week's podcast. Um, So, I have two special guests. I actually, uh, we recorded earlier in the week. This is my two of my best friends. They will introduce themselves. 
And I really hope you guys enjoy. So sit back, relax, and um, welcome to the unicorns. Hey guys, welcome to Quana's Corner. So on today's podcast, we have some special guests in the house. Uh, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Uh, uh, Ash, Dasi, whoever want to go first can go first. Uh, I was okay. gonna let you go first, Joss. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm Jocelyn. I am uh, a sister, a little sister, um, her younger sister, should I say? And uh, I'm a single mom, and I'm a project manager. That's about it. Awesome. Go ahead, Ash. All right, and I am Ashley, Quanta's best friend. So um, you've probably heard some little mentions about me and Josh probably in the midst of her recordings. But I am actually born and raised in Philadelphia. I am a mother of two, a fiance. I do work full time. And I also have a podcast on my own that I, well, not of my own, but one that I do co-host as well so but tonight i'm very happy to be a guest on my best friend podcast so hey guys (laughs) yes um you guys have seen me post her um the podcast that she's on on my instagram page um it's called the misunderstood how do i how do i say it how do i say it properly the misunderstood yeah i was gonna wait for that but the misunderstood Muslima in Aqua. So yeah. a lot of people call me Aqua. There's a story behind that, but <laughs> the misunderstood Muslima. Hey, love and Aqua. Yeah. So when you hear say it's your girl Aqua, you gotta listen to the show because then you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get it from there. But yes, today's conversation is going just kiki. So it's pretty much. Y'all just in for a ride. <laughs> just sit back, enjoy the conversation. That's pretty much it. But we were talking about what was it, Tammy? Um, what was the post she put up? Tammy Rivera from mm-hmm. Love and Hip Hop. She put up a post um saying, How come when a woman puts up a picture, posts a picture of herself and compliments herself? Why does she have to be looked at as conceited? Mm-hmm. I would think that now I would think that you're doing it because I'm feeling myself. If I'm not feeling myself, then why would anyone else feel themselves? Pretty much because you're your biggest like supporter. Like if you can't big yourself up, how do you expect other people to compliment you if you're looking down on yourself? Right. I don't think there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with advertising yourself. Or letting it be known, like, hey, I'm the shit. What's up, people? I, you can do it in a way where it's confident and it's not cocky. Exactly. But at the same time, there is a fine line between confidence and cocky. What's the fine line? What's the fine line? The fine line, I would say, is so, you know, you know, I look good, you know. I smell good or whatever. I'm smart or whatever. But that's confidence. But, it's like you, but you're acknowledging things about yourself. That's like, okay, that's great about you. But it's like, if, you, if you're constantly bringing these things up. So I said it today, I say it tomorrow. But it's not you saying it to yourself, but you also saying it to others all the time. Like, we know that you're beautiful. We, we know this. You don't have to tell us every single time you tell us. That becomes like, that's what I mean. Like it comes like not even, you know what? If you make it come off in a bad way, like your attitude is nasty when you say it, it's all about how you say it, the tone in which you say what you're saying. Okay. That is I think that's more so the difference between confident and cocky. Confident, you could tell, you know, you're being um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not graceful, but you're just being um humble. Yes, yes, you're being okay. humble. 
Okay. Well, in a but in a post, what if someone does it with every post that they put up? Well, every post becomes redundant. It's um, um so it just it yeah. just becomes redundant in my opinion. And if it's not something I'd like to see, I would unfollow them. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I'm always um questioning how do we get this idea of cocky? Is it overconfidence? Um, because a lot of times with certain people it's um you see things in them that you lack yourself. And it's like, Well, I would like to be that confident, but I don't want anybody else to judge me. So is it shining a light on something? Because not you don't see a lot of people doing it. So it now brings into question why aren't more people doing it? Is it because they don't have that same confidence? Is uh-huh. it because they don't want to be called out and oh you're not even all that or something like or they're afraid of putting themselves on a stool and then having somebody um take it down. Like the only issue I would have with that is um basically I don't have an issue with people constantly saying it, but if they're saying it for other people to acknowledge it, that's when I have the issue because it's more of um if you you know get off on the applause then you'll starve when it's not there. So it's more that way. I like that. Mm-hmm. So it's more Yeah, it's more that way. So that that's just the way I see it. But um otherwise if it is is it like overconfidence or can you be overly confident? Because if you're constantly saying it, maybe you're constantly saying it because do you don't believe it, it yourself. And reaffir- exactly. So you need to reaffirm it. Mm. And it's like you fake it till you make it. So mm. am I manifesting? I'm just manifesting it. I can manifest it every day. So are you manifesting that confidence? I, I, I can't be the one to say. But I would question why does it bother me so much that somebody has that much confidence, especially a woman, because, you know, men, they come outside looking any kind of way sometimes. But my my homeboys who um who are very confident, they know they look good. They know they smell good. They're very, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, I smell good. Right. Um, they're, they're constantly taking pictures and stuff like that. So is it a quiet confidence? Is it so, you know, it it would make me question it more than anything else why it bothers me but if I didn't want to see it I'm just going to unfollow but yeah that makes sense that that makes it makes sense to me but then I also think it's more of the reason that's even a topic is okay this is going to segue to something else but it's only a topic because it's social media Mm-hmm. Yeah, that changes a lot. That influences a lot. Like it changes social media is anti-social media. It really is. It really is like anti-social. Social media has changed the whole dynamic of how we interact with one another. And Um, I don't, I don't mean for good or for bad. It's kind of like it depended on the day which way it sways. It's a double-edged sword. It's definitely a double-edged sword. But it's like I think people overhype and demonize social media but um for the most part it's like any other invention it's like anything else um once upon a time um people had to go up to the tv and change the channel and then they had the remote and now you don't have to do it and people are like oh that's so bad because people are going to watch so much more tv and get into it but also, there are people who don't watch TV anymore. So it's like you don't even indulge in it. There was a time when they were like, oh, people are just going to watch TV all the time. They're going to be, you know, in their rooms and stuff. And it's so accessible. But it all depends on how you use it. It always depends on how you use it. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. But it, it's on how you consume it. You are the consumer. You are the person who chooses um how you see things and stuff like that all it does all it is it's there for you and it's accessible 
and people are like, oh, social media is the cause for the decline in relationships. However, comma, I would see it as social media makes things easier. Like um, if you meet somebody on vacation in another country, say you meet someone and, you know, you're on vacation, like, oh, we had a great time. I'm definitely coming back here. How do you keep in contact with them? If it wasn't for social media, how would you keep in contact with them? Would you say you would text that person? You wouldn't text that person. But now with the click of a button, you two can follow each other. You can sit there and follow them and see the what goes on in their day-to-day lives, what other trips they go on, what other adventures they do. You can comment and you're, you know, oh yeah, who's that person? Oh, I met them. She has a good story. There's a connection there. So you've actually networked with someone. But on the flip side, some people do take social media and replace it as a connection. So, you know, meanwhile, you and your friend live in the same city and you don't see each other. That's a you, that's a, it, that's a personal problem. That's not a social media problem. It's a personal problem because you can still throw out social media and then get together. But, you know, it's basically how you see things. And that's all I have. It's everything. And that's that's all I have. Like, it's how you see things. It's a hundred percent how you see things. Hmm. It's just more so like, I mean, I I have to I have to agree with you when you say like it's a double edged sword, but like mm-hmm. some people don't use it for. A lot of people use it to branch out, uh, influencers, break, and some people use it for all the wrong reasons. Like, people troll other people all day. Mm-hmm. Like, leave negative mm-hmm. comments and leave pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do you have that type of time of day to even do that? Is that what you use your social media for? Some people are so bored uh, with their lives, mm-hmm. they seek, like, to just invade other people's lives or harass other people as their source of enjoyment. But that's the one thing I like about social media is like be social. People come on people's page and follow them and they don't they don't comment, they don't like, they say nothing. Why are you here? Why mm-hmm. are you here? Please mm-hmm. tell me. And that bothers me. What do you call those? The ghost? Is it the ghost followers? Yes. And yeah. after a while, I blocked them because it's like, why, why are you following me? For what? I post surveys. Like, I'm, if you guys follow me on social media, I'm very, very engaging with the, my followers. I post mm-hmm. polls, questions, all type of things. If you've been following me for, I, I might. I might give you a month time, a month time, or maybe a little bit more. And I feel like you're there and you're, you're consistently watching my stories and seeing my posts, but you never like a picture. You never participate in a poll. Nothing. It's, it's high. Hi. Who are you taking notes for? I'm sorry. My life is really not that entertaining. Not to you, but they might think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't um, I I don't I don't tend to overthink social media that much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there for consumption, and whenever I want to walk away, I can walk away. Um, but like anything else, so you said people who troll. Mm-hmm. People are going to troll anywhere. So before we had social media, there was a comment thread. People would be there trolling too. People, it's not a social media problem. The only thing social media does is provide the access. That's it. Mm. However, mm. comma, those same people before would have been on somebody's um, comment thread, somebody's message boards. You guys remember those message boards. Um, chat rooms you had tro- you had people there who would troll 
So it's it's in them. It's something going on in them. And it's not a social media thing. People will find a way to troll, to sit there and um, annoy other people, to be contrarian, um, just for the sake of it, to say mean things online. Um, but on the flip side, I feel like social media has provided such a good accessibility because through social media, a lot of people have found um, that um, stars, they reach out. Mm -hmm. um, the best thing for me personally, and I feel like Instagram is the best thing that's happened to Instagram, is Will, Will Smith. Will Smith joined Instagram and he is so amazing on there. And he, really he humanized himself. Like he humanized himself. I watched Will run, what was it, a marathon or a half marathon? A half marathon? And a half marathon, a marathon, one of those. And it was so amazing what he went through and how he basically was like, listen, this is how I have to train. This is what I'm doing to go through. And to actually watch him struggle. It, it, it put him as a star who has access to everything, the best of everything, and he still struggled. So for me, somebody like myself, it made me feel better. So, and then it allowed, social media also allows me personally in my selfish way, it allows me to connect with other runners, other people who are like-minded. So yes, it's, it's a place for trolls, but also, just like Twitter. Twitter, it allows you to respond to celebrities. Celebrity, you can interact with celebrities. And through that, celebrities have found new makeup artists. They have launched people's careers, new actors and actresses. Um, there have been a lot of people who would not have had the um, access or the, no, the path to stardom and fame if it wasn't for social media. They're funny. They're like they're they're better actors. They're funnier than a lot of mainstream comedians, but they didn't have the network. They didn't know the popular people. But through social media, it's like okay, we're gonna hashtag it. A lot of people like it. Oh look, somebody has noticed me. I'm gonna be. They want me to do this. For example, Lala Milan. <clears throat> she's been on social media for like three, four years. Three, four, maybe a little more. And now she's in a BET show. This would have never happened 10, 20 years ago because she would have had to have an agent. She would have had to audition and, oh, we need to find, I don't know how she got it. It might've been, listen, we like your personality. We're going to create a character for you. I see, I see exactly what you mean. So I see exactly what you mean social media having a positive change. This, is, this all really depends on the way it's exactly. used, pretty much. Exactly, and it gives people a platform that they would not have had if not for being able to reach hundreds and thousands and millions of people and, you know, be seen by those people. So, so to go back to something that you said, right? You talked about Will Smith being transparent and just being a human, being relatable. So my question to both of you is, when you follow people on social media, do you look for these things within them before you follow them, or you'll just follow just about anybody or anybody that may catch your interest? Usually, it's people who hold catch my interest, or if it's a follow, if someone that knows me has followed me, I would feel obligated to follow them back. Just one quick thing I want to say because I think. Josh made a really good point about utilizing social media in a really good way in mm -hmm. a positive light and finding accounts that are positive and not about all the negative comments and the trolling. Mm -hmm. I think before that was the stigma with social media. It was you go on social media, someone will post their drama, you can read the comments or somebody will just slide into your inbox with drama. But now I think now we're moving more into positivity, manifesting. So everyone's on a different, a lot of people are, are on a different wave 
with social media to get rid of the accounts that would annoy you. Just like Josh also said earlier, if I notice that someone's posting too much of something I don't like, just simply unfollow and let that be that. So that was a really good perspective that you mentioned about social media. I just kind of wanted to add my two cents on that part, though. Because before we started off saying that some people will make negative comments on social media, which it has been that way, but now, um, and then also kind of to piggyback off of what Josh was saying, is that you can also use social media now to be a good thing, to just not, for it to not just, to look at posts and be like, ugh, scrunch your face, and but still keep that person on your timeline. It's not that anymore, but that's all I wanted to say about it. Yeah. All right, Joss, what about you? Do you find yourself following more accounts that are relatable or that the people seem real or just it's just something that you like and it's like, ah, okay, cool. Um, it's a mixture, honestly. Um, uh, a lot of the content I follow, I'll initially follow because it'll be um, a post that grabs my attention. I'll scan the page, see the other posts. Um, sometimes people can have a great post and the rest of their posts are trash. So that's why I scan the page. Um, sometimes I am pretty shallow. So if it's a woman that looks good, I'm going to follow her. It's a man that looks good. I'm going to follow him strictly <laughs> for um, eye candy. I, I'm very shallow in that regard. Um, I might have to agree with you on that one because sometimes you know, just, I, you just know, little eye candy while you scroll, you see it, you know it feels I mean? good. Like, you know <laughs> exactly. It, it really feels good. You know, my Herschela. Yeah, I don't think it's shallow. I don't. You just like what you, you just want to see a little you eye like candy. You like. you I like mean. You know, it's, it's true, but people are like, you know, it's shallow because they don't have, you know, they're not posting anything. You're just, I'm like, I just want to look at them. I don't care about what they have to say. Because um, I initially did that with Tyrese when I first joined, um, like, Instagram. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get to see Tyrese. But then he ruined it by talking. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Some people do that. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this, he talks? He talks and then he writes, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never, no. And I had to unfollow him, and it was so sad. And I was just like, oh, gosh. It, it was like a spiral. It was a spiral down the drain. I was like, no. Yeah, but Mahershala Ali was a very present, a pleasant, pleasant surprise. Um, Barack, I follow. Um, because yeah, I follow Barack, I too. Fan, I, I do. I fangirl over his love for Michelle. And how cool comic like like he really loves his family like it's a genuine love for his family, um, and when people start talking about him as the old president, I kind of tune them out because uh, again shallow he he he's very good he's a cat daddy he's a silver fox he's beautiful to look at um, you know like you can tell Barack even like back in the day he he had it. So I can see where Michelle was like, yeah, you know, he can get it. Um, so he's a silver fox. He's, he's fine. His daughters are gorgeous. Um, they say, you know, they, so it's like a really beautiful black family. So I like seeing stuff like that on my timeline. But otherwise, um, there are people who I follow who aren't, um, who do share the same views. Um, Candace Benbo is one. I love her. Um, HTC Apparel, I like memes and stuff. So things that uh, will brighten up my day. I used to follow people who just followed me back or who followed me initially. And I noticed that um, sometimes they're annoying, whether they're, um, they, they just, I don't know, certain things I just don't like to see. I don't care about your pyramid scheme that you're trying to sell. I don't care to see any of that. Um, yeah, so things that are aligned and positive or make me feel good. I was very, um, uh, I was very intentional about what I wanted to see on my feed this okay, year you, you and named, last year. You named Will Smith as one of the people that you follow who changed social media for you. 
Um, who else would you guys say is someone that you follow or a couple you follow, a person, a brand could be that you follow and you really like relate to this person, maybe watch the stories every day or maybe every other day, but you're really like involved with their page because it just, it kind of brings you a sense of happiness or just like somebody understands me. I like following Kadeen Ellis. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. her. I I fangirl over her. Yes. That's that sad shit. Exactly. (laughs) I love listening to her in The Vow. I love love listening to their podcast. And so seeing their social media just kind of continues. It makes you feel like you're not really leaving the podcast. It's just another way to hear from them. Because she just seems to be like, yes, I'm that mom. I love my boys. But sometimes I'm tired. I don't feel like it. I'm going to have them do this. I love my man. Here are the things I like to do with my man. And here are the things that I like to do for myself. You know, you don't want to say that everyone has it all. Everyone has it all together. Because she definitely does admit that there are times where she's just like, I just don't know what I'm, I just don't know what I'm doing. So I like her because, I mean, everyone's a real person, but she definitely seems very relatable. And just as we said, we like what we see, and she's a very attractive woman. Um, That is somebody that, that's, when you asked that question, that was the first account that popped into my head. Okay. Okay. I would say um, for mine, it is, um, I used to go to school with her. Uh, she goes by the name Three the Sheikway. Her name is Carice. We went to school together and she has two boys. When I say like, sometimes she'd be like, oh wow, she, like, she really has it so put together. And then that's what, what what really made me like like really like like her was I'm like wow she's just the life is just like perfect and one day she's like these boys these boys and I was just like oh, 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 it's not picture perfect it's not perfect I love it I love it like I, I just opened up more and the amount of conversations that go on and DMs between myself and other people that I follow just from having that engagement and them being relatable to me. Those are the people I have the highest level of communication with in the DMs. We, we may switch, we may exchange numbers, but I will have conversations with them via DM and it makes them more relatable to me. It feels like friends in my head. There you go. Like Wendy always says, friends in my head. That's what they feel like. Cool. Okay. Um, for me, um, I have friends who I uh, talk a lot with, um, and the DM. Um, but uh, overall, the person who I probably follow and I love a lot, and I align a lot with her stuff is uh, Demetria L. Lucas. I like her podcast, Ratchet and Respectable. She says a lot of the things that I am thinking and she puts it better. She puts it in better, she puts it into words because she's a writer. So she makes it sound amazing. Um, Therapy for Black Girls. I like that account. Um, Kadeem, I love Kadeem because for a long time, people would look at me crazy and even other moms would look at me crazy, um, when I would say, I love my, I love my child, but I need a break. Or I love my son, but I'm going to enjoy my time without him. And they're like, well, you know, as soon as I leave my kid or child, I miss them, and I'm like, I can't relate. I, like, give me a couple of days, and 
so that's the way she is. And she still, you know, she shows like, oh, yeah, I'm so sexy. I'm going to need my time. I have a husband. But also I'm a whole other person. And I feel like a lot of people need to see that, to normalize that. Um, yes, she still loves her husband. She loves her husband and her, her family deeply. But she's also a whole person. And I feel like more people need to see that, yeah. especially um, people without kids, um, especially men without children or men um, who are like, oh, you know, my baby mother, she likes to get sexy and stuff it's like that. It's like, because she's because a woman. She, she She's still, at the she's end a of the woman. day, like, just because she had children doesn't mean that's her sole job. That's all she's ever going to be. Like, before she had those kids, like... And it's like, just because, exactly, it's like, just because she's a mom, it doesn't mean that she's no longer sexual. She's still, like, you see her as a mom, mm-hmm. but um, other men see her as a whole woman, and that's the whole point. So, I love that, and I love the way he drools over her, and, you know, he still um, loves on her and stuff like that. So, that's uh, my thing. Um but yeah, I follow, you know, accounts like that. Um, there was another post that I saw and I started following the account. It was like, you know, mom stopped saying, you know, I love my kid, but you, know, you can just, love your I child. I was just and, about to say that. I, love yeah. I, I do this, <laughs> but I love my, but you don't have, like, we know. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't <laughs> yeah. You don't have to choose. You can love your child and want to break. You can you know, you can absolutely be a mom and be a sexual being. You can be a mom and say, you know what, I'm going to have a glass of wine for dinner or I'm just going to have chocolate for dinner. You can be a mom, a whole entire parent and still say, you know what, I want a night or I deserve some nights. I deserve a vacation. So you're allowed the duality of being a mom, a woman and a sexual being. Because no one questions dads and what they do. No one questions dads, oh, you're out here um, all day, you know, where you no one does that with men. So that's you see your mom and smoke too. That and too. That about, too. <laughs> it's like, yes, I'm a mom and yes, I choose to smoke weed. Like Yeah, that too. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't have to be you don't have to scrunch your face and say, you're not supposed to do that. My kids don't see me doing this or I'm not blowing, you know, blowing anything in their face. Like it's another way to release. You yeah. still have to be your own person. Do the things that you had always liked to do. Exactly. And then going back to, of course, not being a mom, but we're going to take a little swerve at it. And you mentioned uh, like a way to relieve stress, right? So mm-hmm. being that we're all mothers, nights like tonight is usually our stressful either. Go have fun, go do what you want. I just need a little bit of time to myself to just do whatever we want to do. If it's binge watch, catch up on Grey's Anatomy, uh, watch Delbirds or Netflix, <laughs> or or you know just sit down and have a glass of wine and just enjoy the quietness. You know. Sometimes we take different ways to relieve our stress, and yet our mothers, our grandmothers, aunts, and things may look at us funny because they feel like we're supposed to be doing something and busy in ourselves. But I'm sorry. That's a new day. Exactly. Exactly. Um, we got, we, we're more aware to stop and take a break. Whereas back then it just was always, the women were always first ones up, last on the bed and wake up to a clean house. The house would be crazy throughout the day. And some way, somehow you, by the time you go to bed, that place is spotless. Everyone has food. Everyone has, you know, everyone's bathed and homework is done and she then went to work and bank and everything is clean like it's yeah i don't know it's that crazy i that's a whole it's a whole new day and age we we are not 
we are not those types of moms anymore. Exactly. We, I don't have, when, I don't have they, the energy to do the, that. <laughs> yeah, we know <laughs> when to say enough. <laughs> right. You may come over to my house any given time, and I mean, I do my best to clean up behind the kids. You know, sometimes you may find they got the games on the floor and, and some yeah. dishes in the sink. Eh. Did anybody die, though? No, oh. exactly. Like my rule is no food in your room. I'm yes, yes, I'm with that rule. Whatever. Yep. That's fine. No food in the room. Exactly. Enjoy yourself. I'm not gonna go crazy for, for what? Stress myself over. And I feel like maybe if our parents did that with us and had like a little less of a heavy hand on us and let us actually enjoy being a child and enjoy, you know. Just life in general. Mm-hmm. We'd be uh, better citizens. Mentally. Mentally, I will say that. We'd be better citizens. And we will be able to raise our children much better. Because now we're trying to fix how we were raised and just not even fix it, just try to mold it a little bit differently, to put it for lighter words. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But before I let you guys go, let's definitely talk. I have to ask you guys this. So we're gonna do your worst and your favorite. Okay. I'll start and then I'll let it pass it on to you. The question is, what is your favorite zodiac woman? favorite zodiac man because you got to do both because the the two are not the same they are not the same they're definitely not the same exactly so i would say my favorite zodiac women are like these two they are sagittarius they are (laughs) my favorites okay some some virgo women go oh no i can't stand them but it's like because you're not ready for reality that's why you're not ready to take off those rose-colored glasses. You're not ready to open your mind. You're not ready for change. That's why you don't like Sagittarius. Are so they're like you know. Remember the oh, who sing who sung that song? Free as a bird, I wanna fly. Who sung that? Who sung that song? Nelly Furtado. Yes, that oh. is the theme song for Sagittarius. That is their theme song. Literally, just free spirits. They're not like hippies, go with the wind, but they do march to the beat of their own drum, the woman, and I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny if you said Nelly Furtado, she's a sag. Oh, um, look at that. Oh. I know you said. There's a difference yeah. on, month, on the month, too, but we won't go into all that. You know what? I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you, so I... I, I agree. So I'm just going to say, I'll just stick with the just for now. I won't go deeper into it. But my favorite men, oh, this is hard because I don't like anybody, any men. Um, <laughs> my favorite men, I might have to say, mm, might be sad men. Not to date. Not to date. Only as friends. The, the, I think of my sad male friends, they're awesome to talk to. Their brain, this is also for the women too, their brains work a certain kind of way where you could take a, a, such a simple topic and they could turn into something like, whoa, I didn't even look at it like that. I, I didn't see that. You know what I'm going to toss in here? Libra men. Only as friends. Only as friends. <laughs> They're so loving and caring and helpful. They're really, really sweethearts. And they will really give you some great advice on love, on business relations. They might not take it themselves, but they'll give you some great advice. So those are my those are my favorites. Those, what, what about you guys? What are your favorite and your oh no, I don't do my worst. Well, my worst would have to be Sagmen to date them. They're they're horrible. They're the devil on two legs. That's what they are. They're <laughs> living, breathing. Oh that's, that's what wow. they are. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any dealings with them. 
They're far away from me. And as far as women, I don't think I have like a, a, a sign I, I, I despise. I don't, I don't really, I will say I really don't get along with Scorpio women. I really kind of don't get along. And if I get along with them, it's just by chance. And I'm sure it has something to do with their rising and all the other stuff combined together, which makes us get along well. What did you? Sign? What did you say? What sign? Scorpio. Scorpio. Yeah. For a woman. Hmm. For a woman. Yes. I can yes. see that. Yes. I. I just. Yeah. We just don't mesh well. I, I can see that. I can yeah. under. Second, I can see that. I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, Scorpio women can be a little uh, abrasive. A lot. And a little all over the place so you're kind of thinking you kind of have to look at them while they're just performing their shenanigans you're like i don't know what type of shit you want right now but okay exactly (laughs) (laughs) that's really how you have to proceed with scorpios scorpio women um never dealt with the scorpio man because people (laughs) brag about scorpios have great sex and i'm just Never been a Scorpio to to be say that's true. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. Nothing to write home about. (laughs) Nothing to write home about. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I could whatever. (laughs) What do you say is your? What about your worst? As far as men or women? Yeah. Cancer. Cancer is my worst man. Cancers are too emotional they are they're too sensitive so I just I don't get along with cancer men I tend to always clash a butt head um yeah just just can't deal with cancer men never ends well okay they are emotional extremely emotional extremely emotional you 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 crack a joke and then they're ready to burst out in tears. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, okay. What about women? Worst woman. Oh boy, I might have to go with Pisces women. Similar reason for Cancer men; they're just too emotional. I just cannot deal with all the, but I love him after a hundred cheat cons and the, oh. I just can't do it. They are just too emotional for me. It seems to always be tears or they're always moody. And so I just, I just be like, nah, I just, I can't with y'all. I like, I like you. Remember how Jada says some people you just got to love from the mountains, like over there, mm-hmm. just like that. Hmm. Got that. Got it. All right. So do your favorites, man and woman. Favorite. Isn't that bad? I gotta think of my favorite. Women is kinda easy. And I am I'm not just saying this, but Virgo women are, go figure, the easiest for me to get along with. Um Kenzie's a Virgo, half of a Virgo, you're a Virgo. Mm-hmm. A lot of my girlfriends are Virgos. And I think it's because we have that balance. You guys have more of that caring, considerate part where Sagittarius can be a little bit more logical and blunt. So it's a good balance. It's always been a good balance. So I will end their fun. You guys really like to go out and have fun, but you're also careful. So that is why I would say verbal women are my favorite. My favorite man one's a little tough. That one is kind of tough. I might, believe it or not, I'm going to say Aquarius men seem to be my favorite. Um, not to date, not to date. <laughs> not weirdos. to date. I don't like dating them, but they do seem very. A lot of the Aquarius men that I know, they're very creative, go with the flow. They like to have fun. They like to think. 
which is why I don't like them as far as dating, but they like to just think and kind of exercise. They like to exercise their brain, I'll say. So I like Aquarius men. Okay. All right. Josh, you're up. Start with you. You can start with you. You can start with your favorite, your favorite man and woman, Zodiac. My favorite man. Um, my favorite man in the Zodiac as a friend is Aquarius. I love Aquarians. Um, we're so much alike. They're very philanthropic. They love helping people. Um, they're great for advice, but from far away. Like, don't get so close. They're not clingy, and that's something that's, that's one of my favorite characteristics about them. Um, well, so, okay. favorite men. Your favorite um, woman. Would also, well, I'm not finished with oh. the men. Um, I'm not finished with the men. Um, also, side men, we get along very well. We're great as friends. We're amazing friends because we get each other. Um, literally, uh, one of my favorite side men um, is my homie. And, like, we made plans to go out, and then we just canceled. Like, he was just like, you know what? I just woke up from a nap. And it was no hard feelings. Most people are like, I got dressed, and it's just like, okay, fine, cool. But it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, women, um, I'm going to have to say other size women and Capricorns. I love me a Capricorn woman who has a head on straight and isn't, um, isn't crazy over a man. Um, I tend to keep at least a Scorpio to Aries woman. Um, I was like, did I say other side? And maybe a Virgo here or there. Um, least like Aura. I am going to have to say um, maybe Pisces women. I they're not. Um, That's funny, you guys. They're very people. <laughs> yeah, it was weird when she said it, and I was like, "Yep, he knows me." Um, they are very emotional and I always come off as brash to them and for personal experience with Pisces women um, they like to fix broken men and in my opinion I just can't relate um, that's what it is that is enough yeah. that is what it is they like to fix they are attracted to broke they like to fix broken people and I'm just like I don't I don't get it. I can't relate. I don't get it. Um, but do you, sis? You want, if you want to break in the process, do, do you, sis? And it always happens. They always end up breaking in the process. Um, what else? Who else? Um, uh, uh, sometimes it's Aquarian women I don't like um, because they tend to want to carry it all in relationships. And I'm just like, I, I I don't have the patience. Um, I tend to like people who are grounded, who know themselves, who can be in a relationship, but also um, be whole people and live independently of the relationship. Mm. Like you are, the relationship is an attribute, but it's not the whole thing. Like Like it's another part of you. So it's another part of you. It's like, um, like like you're a black woman first, like you're a black girl woman, and then the attributes, oh, I have a big butt, I have you know, stuff like that. It's just extra. But, you know, like for them, the relationship would just have to be extra. But for them, the relationship happens to be their identity. And that's not something I can get with. Um, so that um, the men that I don't like, they tend to be, um, honestly, um, I can't date. Besides men, besides men are undateable, undoubtedly. Um, maybe Aries men, I can't date. Um, uh, a healed Capricorn, uh, an unhealed Capricorn is the worst thing. An unhealed Capricorn is like, 
Any unhealed man. Um, it's a difference. Unhealed Capricorns, because a healed one Mm -hmm. is is grounded. They're motivated. They have their head on. Like a motive of, they know their role and they're unsturdy. They're moved by it. So somebody like me would be more attracted. And Capricorns, they have this tendency to want to pull the best out of people. They want you to push. They don't want the spotlight, but they'll sit there and give you all the connections to achieve it yourself. Like, they're like, oh, I see you as an entrepreneur. I'm going to connect you to X, Y, Z and let you go from there. So um, I think that's about it. Um, Anybody else is on a case-by-case basis. I stopped asking people just their sun signs, and now I ask them, so when were you born? So that way I can do the whole chart and go from there. (laughs) Oh, man. Guys, (laughs) thank you so much for joining me. We're going to do this again because this was fun. (laughs) This was fun. We have to do this again. Uh, Guys, make sure you tune in to Aqua, the podcast she's on. It drops every Monday. Every Monday. The Misunderstood Muslima and Aqua. And you can yeah. find it right on right on Apple Podcasts, your sister's podcast, and Anchor. Definitely on Anchor. You can find them on there. Same uh, with Yeah, same exactly. All the same platforms. Exactly. And if anything, you could actually find them. You can find the link in her bio. Uh, ladies, please feel free to share your Instagram names, please, for them. My Instagram is a... Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> she forgot what it is. <laughs> I really forgot what it was. Wait, it's oh, oh it's a oh my god, mine's is long. It's a aqua lena. So a aqua lena, all one. And that's for Ashley and Joska and she was. Um, mine is simply raspberry. Um, eighty six. Um, simply raspberry, like the drink. And 86. So. All right, guys. Check them out on Instagram. It was lovely having you ladies once again. And let's chat again sometime next week, guys. It's been real. That's